Welcome, I'm Jason, one of the pastors here at Schweitzer. It's so good to have you joining us in worship today, wherever you're at, on whatever day you, you join us. We are glad you are here. Today we're gonna continue our uh, sermon series, The Way of Wisdom. We're gonna be looking at week 10. We're gonna be looking at the seasons, the seasons that the wisdom literature speaks to us. So we'll be hearing from Pastor Spencer in just a moment. Before we do that, if you're new worshiping with us for the first time, a special welcome to you. We've got a gift card. We'd love if you check in, let us know you're here. We'd love to send you a gift card. If you've been worshiping with us for a long time, we invite you to go to sumc.co slash next. You'll find some sermon notes, some other ways you can check in, go deeper with this sermon series. Now, let's take a moment. Let's listen to Stephanie as she shares some ways we can connect and carry on the ministry of God here at Schweitzer. I'm Stephanie. This coming Wednesday night is our Back to School Last Blast of Summer event. We invite you to bring your friends, family, and neighbors to this free community outreach event taking place outdoors on the Schweitzer parking lot from 5 to 8 p.m. We'll have tie-dye t-shirt station, photo booth, face painting, giant inflatables, outdoor games, and free giveaways every 15 minutes. We are doing everything we can to make this event as safe as possible, so we look forward to seeing you. This event is gonna take place on the Schweitzer parking lot between the Outreach Center and Entrance A. So that middle entrance to our parking lot will be closed. We invite you to use any of the other entrances to the parking lot. We also invite you to bring school supplies to support our local area elementary schools. You can find a complete list of needed items on our website at sumc.co slash summer. We look forward to seeing you there. Last week, we shared the news that Schweitzer is partnering with Flourish to open a second coach house. If you'd like to come help us get this home ready for new guests, join us on Monday, August 16th from 5.30 to 8 p.m. We're looking for volunteers who can paint, clean, and spruce up the outdoor spaces. We also are in need of bedroom furniture and some other basic household needs. So if you have those items and would like to donate them, find a list online and sign up to help us with the cleanup day at flourishcdc.org. One last thing, if you've been attending Schweitzer for a while and are interested in learning more about us, we invite you to join us for an all-in event on Sunday, August 22nd at 1 p.m. We'll treat you to lunch, take you on a tour around the campus, and answer all of your questions. If you'd like to learn more or sign up, go to sumc.co slash next. We're so glad you're with us this morning. Let's continue with worship. Now, if you're worshiping with us live, you'll know there's a chat feature. We encourage you to take a moment, say hello to those folks. If you like prayer, there's a person that's willing to pray with you. You can hit the prayer button. Now, let's open up our hearts. The psalmist in several, lots of different places just invites us to open up our hearts for worship to receive what the Lord has for us. So kind Father, we're here. Um, lead us as you will in this time of worship, amen.
Today, our sermon is going to be looking at Ecclesiastes 3, where we hear about the seasons that life brings to us. Today, I'd like to share a prayer with us from a book called Common Prayer, a liturgy for ordinary radicals that talks about that sense of seasons. And so let us pray together. Lord, as we're in this time of worship, 
train us to hear your voice. When it is time to grieve, help us to grieve. When it's time to rejoice, help us rejoice. When we grow weary, be the strength in our weakness. And may your most beautiful and perfect will, not ours, be done. And now, if there are other seasons that you're going through in life and you'd like to name them to the Lord, I'd invite you to do that and ask the Lord to draw close to you, to all of us, and especially in this season, to draw close and strengthen those who are serving us in our medical community. Lord, so we bring these seasons to you and our prayers to you. Lord, hear our prayers. Now I invite you to join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we continue our worship, I want to share just a, a great encouraging word about ministry that's taking place here at Schweitzer. Uh, last Sunday night, a number of people gathered on the Finley River in Ozark, and we had seven kids that were baptized. Seven kids have been touched by the power of Christ and have linked their lives with His life because it's been offered to them. All of that's made possible because of, of the offering of the generosity of people like you, people who partner with the Lord and what the Lord is doing. So we want to say thanks for your generosity. We want to watch this video and see all these kids be baptized. Let's rejoice in what God's doing through the ministry of Schweitzer. It was awesome being there. It was awesome to see what God is up to at Schweitzer. 
Thanks again for your generosity. You can give at sumc.co slash give, or you can use the Church Center app. Look for Schweitzer. Now, we just need to pause and ask the Lord to lead us and guide us, to give us open ears and open hearts. As Spencer shares with us about the seasons of life and about the good word that God has for us today. Let's lean in and listen in. Welcome today. Uh, my name is Spencer. This is part 10 of a series we're on called The Way of Wisdom. We have been spending the summer months exploring the teaching uh, in the Bible about the way of wisdom. Wisdom, of course, is about how we live. It's the choices that we make every single day on how we're going to treat people, the words we're going to say, uh, how we spend our money. It's really, really practical kinds of things that we do every single day to, to make the choice between uh, wisdom and, and foolishness. And so all summer long, we've been exploring these choices that we have in really, really practical ways. Now, up until last week in this series, we have spent all of our time in the book of Proverbs. And Proverbs is all wisdom. It is just line after line, just chock full of wisdom. Incredible, incredible teaching. It's practical. It's clear. It's great. So we spent most of our summer there in the book of Proverbs. But last week, we turned the page. We went to a different book of the Bible. We went to Ecclesiastes, which is also all about wisdom, but like a different kind of wisdom. So before we get into this today, it's helpful to, to understand the difference between Proverbs and, and Ecclesiastes as we're talking through uh, the different kinds of wisdom here. So, so Proverbs, like I said, it is like black and white, clear cut, practical teaching. It's based on this idea like if you do this, then you should expect that to happen. It's a kind of a logical kind of thing. So if you are good uh, with your money, don't get into debt, you should build wealth. If you avoid fights, you should live in peace. If you uh, use your words well, you should have a good reputation, right? Things like that, that you do this, you should expect that to happen. This is the kind of wisdom that uh, that that is how life works. It's how what we teach our kids um, how to live. And this is just black and white, clear cut, practical kind of wisdom. But once you've lived your life for a little while, you realize that sometimes you can do all of the right things and it still doesn't work out. You can treat people well, you can be smart with your money, you can, you can have a good reputation, but in the end, like it just doesn't work. The logic didn't hold, something happened there. And so what do you do then? How do you navigate those times in your life? And that's the book of Ecclesiastes. It's the wisdom, I've heard it described like this, it's the wisdom that comes after wisdom. Like how do you navigate after Proverbs, when sometimes maybe the Proverbs didn't work the way you thought they were going to work. So what do you do then? And so while Proverbs is black and white, clear cut, this is how life works. Ecclesiastes is a little bit more gray. It's a, it's a, it doesn't have quite the clear answers that you have in Proverbs. It's a little bit more cynical as you, as you go through here. And so uh, we're reading um, last week, this week, and next week as we wrap up the series in Ecclesiastes, this other kind of wisdom about how to navigate life when it, when it doesn't work. So last week we started with um, the very big idea of Ecclesiastes at the very beginning of the book, which is really the theme of the whole book. It's Ecclesiastes chapter one, verse two. We spent all of our time on this and it says this. It says, meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. This is the theme of the whole book. It's a real downer, isn't it? Everything is meaningless. Meaningless, meaningless. Everything is meaningless. I mean, what do you do with this that everything is meaningless? In fact, I was, I was talking to someone just last 
week who, who told me she's been reading the Bible her whole life, but when she comes to Ecclesiastes, she kind of just kind of reads past it because I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. But you read verses like meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless. What, what do you do uh, with this? How do you, how, do you, how do you think about this? And so as we talked about last week, um, it's helpful to think about this verse and really the theme of the book um, uh, to remember that this is a, a, a translation, right? So this is translated into the English from, from Hebrew. I'm reading from the New International Version. And this word meaningless comes from the Hebrew word hevel. And hevel can be translated in different ways. Um, some Bible translations will translate this word as, as vanity, like vanity, vanity, everything's a vanity. Other Bible translations say absurdity. And the point here is that it's a hard word to translate. Literally, what the word hevel means is it means vapor. Vapor, vapor, everything is vapor. And this is the theme of the whole book. In fact, in the 12 chapters of Ecclesiastes, this word hevel, vapor, it's mentioned 38 times as you read through this because everything is hevel, everything is vapor. And so we have this theme throughout that, that life is like vapor. I mean, think about vapor. Vapor is something that is here, it's before you, you feel it, you see it, and then before you know it, it's gone. This is what life is like. The, the life that we have on, on earth is temporary. And so while our life in the Lord might be eternal, the life we live here on earth, it is temporary, it is short, it is over before you know it. And there is incredible wisdom in remembering this truth about life, about how short it is. And so in that spirit, what we talked about last week, the shortness of life, we pick up in Ecclesiastes chapter three, recognizing that life is temporary. And in this temporary life, there are gonna be temporary seasons. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 teaches this. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. In this temporary life that we live on earth, there are these temporary seasons that are coming to come to us. They're gonna come and go and we go through seasons just continually in life. There is this continual change that we face in this temporary life, which is what we say. I mean, we say it like this, that the only constant in life is what? It's change. This is what we can expect to happen in life, that there is this temporary life, there are these temporary seasons and there is change that is forever coming upon us. And there is incredible wisdom in recognizing that life is full of seasons. And as we go through each season of life, we have to adjust as we walk through each one of these seasons. Because you know what a fool does? A fool doesn't recognize the seasons. A fool doesn't recognize that life is heavy, it is short, it is temporary. And then in this temporary life, there are these temporary seasons. A fool fails to recognize this and then fails to live into what is right before them. 
And uh, when I was 30 years old, we, we moved, Abby and I moved from a town that we loved, a church that we loved. We've been there for a long time. We've been in Tulsa's where we lived. It was just kind of like our hometown. It's not really our hometown, but this is where we met. It's where we graduated from college. It's where our, our two first kids were born. We had this incredible community and just deep roots there. We felt like God was leading us to move. And so we moved from, from Tulsa to Kansas City to take on a, a new challenge, a new church. And, and when this move happened, there was about like 18 months there after this move happened that I was a total fool. I, I didn't recognize that I was a fool. I didn't see it at the time, but in retrospect, I mean, I was a fool because I, I, I didn't recognize how these seasons in life work and I didn't respond in the way that it should. So if you've moved, especially as an adult, you know that moving is really hard. You don't know anybody. You, you feel isolated and lonely. It's difficult to have new routines and new places. And you're trying to like make connections with people. And it's just like a lonely time of life. And so in that like lonely period of life, like the first 18 months we were there in Kansas City, man, I, I kept looking backwards to what was. Like I kept looking back to our life in Tulsa. I kept looking back to, to what was there. And I, I kept, I was like, like man, maybe we made a mistake. Maybe we should go back to that because I was having such a struggle in the season that I was in. And, and I realize now at this point in my life, that is a foolish, foolish thing to do because while I kept looking backwards, what I was really doing is I was missing the life that was right in front of me. That I was missing the, the season that I was in right there. It's a, it's a foolish, foolish way to live. But this is, this is what happens when we fail to recognize the seasons is, is that sometimes we miss the life that God has for us right in front of us. And so sometimes we do this because we're looking back. And sometimes, honestly, we can spend years of our life looking back. We, we, we look back to the good old days, look back to the way it was. We kind of yearn for that and wish we could go back to, to what that happened, what that was like in, in life. And sometimes we just miss what's right in front of us because we keep looking back. Or sometimes we miss what's right in front of us because we're looking forward. This happens especially when we're in seasons that are really challenging and difficult. Like, I'll, I'll be honest with you. In the last 18 months, I've, I've spent some time looking forward. I, I've spent some time like wishing that this season of life, this season of the pandemic would be over because it's been so challenging and so hard. And, and, and honestly, it just keeps getting harder and harder as we go through this. As, and I talk to leaders all of the time who, are, who echo my, my sentiments that it's really difficult, especially to lead organizations, lead churches, businesses, schools, families. It's just hard to lead right now as, as we go through this. And so there's been some times where I keep looking for the, like the next uh, season of life to start because then I'm like, oh, then we can get back to real life as if right now isn't also real life. Like there's a, there's a temptation to miss what's right in front of you because either you're, you're looking back or, or maybe you're looking ahead and, and it's what fools do because fools are missing the season that they're in right now. And, and life though, life is hevel. It's short, it's vapor, it's over before you know it. You can't waste your life looking back or looking forward when what God has for you is right in front of you in this season that you're living in right now. And so fools, they spend their time looking in other places, wishing they were in another time, wishing that life was different, wishing that their circumstances was di were different instead of living into the, the opportunities that are right in front of them. And then sometimes though, fools miss the season. And it's not just that they miss the life that's right in front of them, Sometimes not recognizing the seasons can even be destructive. I mean, for instance, think about this. Have you ever known someone who's in like their 40s, but they keep living like they're in college? And, and you're thinking to yourself, man, you need to grow up. You need to take some responsibility for your life. You need to like live into your season now that you're in and stop, stop living like, like you're 22. You need to live like you're, like you're 45 now. Or, 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 or maybe sometimes kids will grow up and they'll leave the house and, 
And, and the family, the parents will, will keep parenting the child as if they're still at home. And, and they're not allowing the kid to, to like flourish and thrive on their own and launch into the world, which can be really destructive to them because they're not given that opportunity to, to, to live their life as, as they need to. And it's like a destructive kind of thing. And so sometimes when we rec- don't recognize the seasons and how things are changing in our life and we don't change with them, it's not just that we, we miss the opportunity that's in front of us. Sometimes it destroys others or it destroys ourselves. I think about it like this. It'd be like someone who, who doesn't recognize that we're in the season of August. It's summertime. It's like 95 degrees out with 90% humidity some days. And so instead of recognizing the season, instead you like you put on your big coat and you put on your hat and your gloves and your scarf and you go out in the world, like that could be a dangerous thing to do because you're not dressing for the appropriate season. You're failing to miss what's there. And it can, it can, it can be destructive. In 2018, I did something that I said I would never do. And uh, I ran a marathon. And I've been a runner for like years and years and years. I even ran in college on a scholarship, but I've, I, I said I would never run a marathon because it's absolutely crazy. 26.2 miles is like only fools do that. There's no way I'm going to do it. Uh, but I ran a marathon in 2018. It's become like a hobby of mine now. So I've got one playing in, in Chicago in October and I'm like crossing my fingers, hoping that it's not canceled because of COVID like it was last year. But it, it was one of these things I said I'd never do, but I had a bunch of friends who were signing up and they're all doing this together and they're raising money for clean water with an organization called World Vision. So I was like, ah, how do I, how do I not do this? So I signed up and I, and I did this marathon with them and, and I finished the race. It was on a Saturday. The next Sunday I went to church and I was like real proud of myself. I still am. I was real proud of myself that Sunday though. I, was, I wasn't wearing my medal, but I was like basically wearing my medal. I mean, I was talking about it a lot. That Sunday, I remember I talked about it in the sermon and I don't remember what the point of the story was for me to talk about the marathon, but it was probably just because they gave me a microphone and I was proud of myself. So I talked about it. And after the, the service, this, this guy in the church, he was new to the church. I didn't know him very well. He just moved to town from Michigan and he just kind of like, you know, pulls me over and he goes, you know, I used to run marathons. I don't know him very well. He's in his late seventies, maybe early eighties. I'm not, not sure how old he was, but he's like, you know, I used to run marathons. And, and, I, and he said, I, I started to, to run when I was in my fifties. I, uh, I, I started to run five Ks and then I started to run 10 Ks. I never ran before. And I just started to do these races, got to half marathons, marathons. And then he says, when I was in my sixties, I did two Ironman. Do you know what an Ironman is? It's a triathlon where you swim for like two and a half miles, and then you bike for something like 115 miles. Those might not be the exact distances. And so, you know, if you're watching this live, you can type in the exact distances here. because It's around there, though, two and a half miles, 115 miles biking. And then, I know this for sure, you wrap all of that up by running a marathon, 26.2 miles. And so he's like, you know, I did that when I was in my 60s. No big deal as if, like, that's not a big deal. It's just like, that's just what I did. And I'm, like, thinking to myself, oh, my goodness, when you're 60s, you, you started to do this. And that's like 15 hours worth of activity in that single day that people, when they do this Ironman. And so like the, you know, the air out of, out of my balloon got deflated real quick as he was talking about his, his Ironman. So I was really curious though. And I asked him, I said, well, well, what made you start doing that? And he said, well, when I was in my fifties, you know, the kids left the house, I turned 50, kids left the house. And, uh, I, I realized that in my career, I was just, I was just where I was. I, you know, I, I'd already climbed. I wasn't really going to climb much more. I was just kind of, kind of be there and, um, keep keeping that job and, and stay there at that level. And I might climb a little bit more, but not, not you know, tremendously. And so those ambitions were kind of gone. And he just said, so I turned 50. I realized my career wasn't really going anywhere. My kids left the house and I just, I just got bored. And so he said, I, I needed to find something productive to do. <laughs> so he said uh, that he went to his wife and he told his wife, I need to find a hobby. I need to find something I can pour myself into. 
or else I think what's going to happen is I'm going to go buy a fast car, start hanging out at bars. I'm going to meet some young women and probably we're going to end up divorced. <laughs> That's what he said. That's like a direct quote from him, which I heard that and I was like, this man might have the highest level of self-awareness I've ever heard. I mean, he's saying to himself, if I don't make a change because my life has changed, I'm going to self-destruct. I mean, it's incredible wisdom. I've now walked away from that conversation thinking to myself, this is a man who understands the wisdom of seasons. That my life has changed. My kids are gone. My career is where it's at. Like things aren't going to change. I'm bored. If I don't change with it, then what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to go down this path. So I got to find something productive to pour myself into it. Something that I need to do for myself in order to continue to grow as a person and to live into this new season that I'm in. I mean, it's an incredibly wise approach that he took there. But you know what a fool does in that circumstance? What a fool does is a fool fails to recognize that my life has changed and a fool doesn't adjust to the new season of life that I'm in. And so a fool does exactly what that man said and he just slowly self-destructs. That's what a fool does. But a wise person, on the other hand, they understand that life is hevel. The life is short. It's, it's, it's vapor. And, and as we go through this temporary life, there are going to be these temporary seasons that, that we have to respond to. And so we have to recognize that these seasons are coming and that these seasons are going. And as each season comes and goes, we have to adjust with it. You know, but sometimes it can be hard to recognize that seasons are changing. Sometimes there's not like clear milestones. And sometimes even when there are clear milestones, you know, you're not quite fully understanding the ramifications of what it means for a season of life to change. I remember when we moved to Springfield from Kansas City, um, I, I was going through this process. It was in this early spring and, and I was thinking about this, this move we were going under. We were really excited for this move, but, but at the same time, I didn't want to repeat my folly from when I moved from Tulsa to Kansas City, where I just kind of missed out on things because I kept looking backwards. Because again, we had deep roots in this church and this community, friends, and we had, you know, Lily, our youngest, was born there, and it was just, we had deep roots there. And so I didn't want to move to Springfield and keep looking backwards like I did last time. And, and I was thinking about this move and the changes that were coming with it. And I remember it was, in, it was in March when I was thinking about this. And I remember it was March because when I was looking outside on that particular day, it was like a really, really March kind of day. You know what I mean? It's like, overcast and cold and it's like raining and, and just windy and stormy, which you get a lot of times in early March. It's a very early March day. And I just had this, this moment of clarity. Maybe it was the Lord speaking to me, but it was just this moment of clarity where I realized, oh my goodness, this March day is what it feels like when seasons change. Sometimes as you go through these changes in seasons, it, it feels like that March day looked. It's stormy and it's unsettling and there's things happening in your life that you're having a hard time wrapping your mind around. Like just as nature um, is sometimes stormy when the seasons change through the year, this is sometimes what happens in our own lives. So one of the things to pay attention to as seasons change is, is kind of the storms that start to develop within us. There's maybe this unsettledness that we, we have as seasons change because as seasons change, sometimes as you go through this, you're, you're going to feel unsettled. You're going to feel like you don't know what to do. You're going to feel like you don't know how to navigate the new season that you're in, but this is part of how this works. I mean, I think about it like this. Um, if you have kids, you remember back to what it was like when you brought your first child home from the hospital? 
Remember when we did this for, for our oldest, Grace, and I, you know, she's born, and we have no idea what to do with the baby. And I, I'm still amazed that the doctor was like, okay, you can take her home now. Because I'm like, I don't know what to do with this, this child you're just entrusting to us to raise. And I remember I drove home that afternoon, like on the, on the highway, probably going 45 miles an hour, totally safe, because I had this baby in the backseat of my car for the very first time. And we brought her home, and oh my goodness, our life was stormy. I mean, Abby and I, we had no idea what we were doing. We were in over our heads. Grace had colic, and so she would cry for hours on end. We're like, I don't know how to do this, but for like six months, I mean, we were going no sleep, and we're trying to work. Our house is a mess. Like, things were just unsettled. It was a new season of life, and in that new season of life, we didn't know how to navigate it quite yet. We didn't know what it looked like yet. We didn't know the ramifications of what it meant yet, and yet there was just kind of this very early March kind of storm, but what's happening in in our house. By the time our third uh, daughter was born, Lily, it was no big deal. I mean, we were in this season. We were calm, calm storms. I mean, just, it was easy, 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 easy as we moved through with her because it was just like the seasons of life were, were, were different at this point. But this is one of the things that happens as you walk through these seasons is, is that sometimes you find yourself unsettled. Sometimes as you walk through these seasons, you find yourself dealing with grief because as you look back to the old season, you realize that the new season is going to be different. And it's never going to be like that again. And there's, there's grief that comes with it. Oftentimes, as you go through the seasons of, of life, there's, there's a sense of like, I don't know how to navigate this, this new challenge, this new thing that's ahead of me. I don't, I don't know how to, how to deal with this. And this leads to the temptations to look behind or look ahead and to miss, you know, what's right in front of us. But as you navigate the seasons, as we think about the wisdom of navigating the seasons of life, you know, there's two things that you can be sure of. You can be sure that as you go through this temporary life, this life that is vapor, hevel, that you can be sure that the seasons are going to come and the seasons are going to go. And that there's going to be constant change. It's one of the things that you can just be sure of. That as you go through life, there will be different seasons. Some of these seasons are going to be more challenging than others. Some of these seasons are going to be more joyful than others. Some of these seasons you're going to wish that you could get through more quickly than others. Some of these seasons you wish would last forever. But as you go through life, one of the things you know is that you're going to go through seasons. But the second thing that you can be sure of is that as you go through these ever-changing seasons of life, in this temporary life that we live, you can be sure of this, that in the midst of constant change, there is one thing that remains constantly true, and that is this that in every season, God is faithful. In every season, he's on your side. On every season, he wants to work in your life. In every season, he wants to meet with you and to lead you and to guide you. In every season, you can trust him. It reminds me of what Paul writes in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Paul writes this in 2 Corinthians. He says this. He says, as God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. Don't waste the work of God in your life. And this happens sometimes in the seasons because you're looking behind, you're looking ahead, and you're wasting the opportunity that's in front of you. He goes on and he says this. He says, For he says, In the time of my favor I heard you, and in the day of salvation I helped you. Now this is a quote here from Isaiah the prophet in the Old Testament. And Isaiah, as an Old Testament prophet, is looking forward to a season where God's favor and God's salvation is going to be given to the people of God. And he's looking forward to this season because it's a not yet kind of thing that's, that's happening. And he's looking forward to this. And, and as the prophet Isaiah would look forward, he's asking the question, I wonder when is God going to do this? When is the season that God is going to bring his salvation and his favor into our life? And then Paul answers this with the next line, his own commentary on this. And he just says this, he says, I tell you now, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. When is God going to move? Now. 
When is God's salvation? Now. When does God want to work on our life? Right now. No matter what season we may be in, God wants to work right now. This is something that we can hold on to no matter what season we may be going through, no matter what the storms may look like, no matter how chaotic it may feel. God has work that he wants to do in your life now. That's something to hold on to. And because life is temporary and it is heavy as just vapor, we, we, we can't wait for God to work at some other time. We, we can't wait to, for, to pursue God in some other point in our life or to trust God in some other time in our life, whatever the season might be in our life. Right now, we have to live into what God wants to do for us today. And so as we think about the, the wisdom of navigating seasons, let me give you two kind of keys that you can use to, to help navigate seasons as you walk through them, knowing that you're just constantly going to be changing as well, that God is always going to be faithful no matter what you may be facing. So two things, two practical, practical ways to, to live into the, to the changing seasons um, that I'd offer you to, today is this. First of all, as you go through the seasons of life and experience different things at different times, it's really, really helpful to recognize it and to name it, to put words to it. And so just think about your life right now. Like, how would you describe the season of life that you're in right now? How would you describe the relationships? How would you describe the challenges? How would you describe the victories? What are the, the key things that you're struggling with or, or celebrating? What, what does that look like for you right now? Obviously, all of us are in a season of pandemic. So what does that look like for you? And, and to put voice to it and to name it. And one of those things that, that happens when you can name the season that you're facing is, is I think it helps us right-size some of our our uh, expectations. Because, you know, if you come into a season of challenge and you're still living as if you're in a season of, of like great celebration, well, you need to adjust your expectations of that new season. As you go through a, a new relationships, you need to adjust what those relationships look like and, and how you're going to navigate those things. You got to right size some of those expectations because you're not going to go through every season in the same kind of way. You know, when you're in a season of grief, pain, struggle, unemployment, retirement, things that might be more difficult than other times, um, sickness, uh, relationships, divorce, things like that. As you go through those kinds of seasons and, and, you, and you navigate that, you've got to right-size those expectations because you have to respond to these things in, in a new kind of way. In the same way, as you go through these different seasons, relationships tend to change. Kids move out. You get married. You, you, you have babies. You, babies grow up. You, you retire. There's all the kinds of things that take place. You move. And, and as that happens, the relationships, they change. And so how are you adjusting as those things take place? And so one of the helpful, helpful things to do is just to put words around what does the season of life look like for you right now? And the second thing I'd offer you is this, as you, as you name it and voice it and put words around it and start to right-size some of your expectations, invite the Lord into the season that you're in. Because the truth is God wants to work in your life today. God wants to work salvation in your life today. He wants to work his healing in your life today. He wants to work his blessing in your life today. God's not waiting for a good season of your life for them to move, and he's not waiting for a bad season. He, he wants to do something in your life today. And as you start to recognize that in this temporary life, that's like vapor, where things come and they go and move so much faster than, than we may anticipate, we have to respond to what God has right now. Because no matter what you might be facing, no matter what it might look like, no matter if it's a season of victory or a season of pain, God wants to work in your life today. Because here's the truth. God is always faithful in absolutely every season. Let's pray together. 
And so, Father, today we um, hear the words from Ecclesiastes. There's a time for everything. There's a time to be born. There's a time to die. There's a time to uproot. There's a time to plant. There's a time for everything. There's a time to rejoice. There's a time to mourn. There's a time for everything. And so today, as we, as we think about the, the wisdom of navigating seasons, um, there is always a temptation to miss what's right in front of us. Maybe we're looking backwards at the good old days. Maybe we're looking ahead when we think things will be easier. But the truth is, you want to do something in our life right now. And so today, as we consider the wisdom of the season, as we think about what this might look like, Father, would you speak into our hearts about what adjustments we might need to be making in our life to live into what you have for us today? Because the truth is you want to move in our lives today. You want to work salvation and the work of Christ in us today. And so God, would you um, speak to us and lead us and give us wisdom to navigate this temporary life with the wisdom that leads us towards your work in us. We thank you and we love you for the work that you do for us and in us every single day. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. And may he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. We're so glad you joined us in worship today. We're so glad and thankful for all those who participated, who, who helped lead us, and Stephanie, the worship team, and Spencer. Thanks to all those who are behind the scenes also who helped put this worship together. If you've been blessed today, we'd encourage you to take a moment, share this with your friends and neighbors. We look forward to seeing you next week in worship, either here or in person. The Lord bless you and keep you. Amen.